Hi, welcome to another episode of Tech Bytes, the ServiceNow podcast that helps you use the product better and more efficiently. Today, I have three rock stars from the ServiceNow community here to talk about the community and what the community can do for you and how to be part of the community. Let me introduce these uh, fabulous community members. First, we have Bianca Vaccarini. Hi, Bianca. Hi, Suzanne. Bianca is our social media relationship manager. Uh, she has been at ServiceNow for two and a half years, and she has a fabulous 11,000 points on the community. If you are on the community at all, you have probably seen or talked to Bianca. She's very critical in the community. I also have Mani Kanta-Karada here. Hi, Mani. Hey, Suzanne. Uh, Mani is an associate developer on our customer support automation team. He's also very active in the community. He has probably answered several of your questions if you're on the community. And I have Corey Searing here. Hi, Corey. Hi. <laughs> Corey is a staff software engineer here at ServiceNow. He's on our platform development team. And like Mani, he is very, very active in answering questions and helping people out on the community. So what we'd like to do today is talk to these folks and ask them how customers that are participating in the community can really use the community to their full advantage and participate and get questions answered and be part of this growing, exciting, vibrant community of ServiceNow users. The community debuted back in 2008. It has gone through several platform changes. It has looked a little different over time. And to better explain kind of everything that you can do on the community, I'm gonna ask Bianca to tell us a little bit about that. Well, I've been on the community since 2013, so I haven't been there the whole time since its birth. Uh, but the community has really grown, especially in recent years. Um, it's really become the place for about our 55,000 community members uh, to really just hang out, um, ask questions about implementing the product, uh, ask questions about support and customizations. Um, it just is really the hustle and bustle of you know, everything ServiceNow, you'll find prospects, partners, customers, employees on there, um, people who are trying to be certified, who are going through the trainings. Um, really, the content on there just runs the gamut of anything you can see. Um, for users who are asking questions, uh, about every month you can get anywhere from 400 to 500 solutions, uh, workarounds being offered by awesome people like Mani and Corey. Uh, so, I mean, for especially if you are one who has a lot of questions um, and maybe you don't want to have to submit incidents or pick up a phone and call somebody like me. Uh, I'm definitely a searchaholic. I, I will search like crazy before I bother calling anybody. Um, you can get a lot of great input from the community uh, just because there's so many experts on there, uh, both ServiceNow and from our partners and our employees are awesome. And we're just on there trying to help everybody out. And this is 24-7 customers, ServiceNow employees, partners from around the world yes. on there. Mm -hmm. Everybody. Um, and, you know, from America to Asia. I mean, really, it's everybody is on there. So you'll see questions being asked at all times of the night, uh, responses being picked up at all times of the night. Uh, and it's really great just because, you know, we have so many people in ServiceNow who are across the globe who can kind of address these problems even when, let's say, our two awesome experts sitting right here can't handle them. That's great. It is 24-7 happening place all the time, all the time. I want to throw it over to Corey because he did a great blog post not too long ago on the community that really 
spoke to a subject that's so critical and one of the core functionalities on the community, and that is asking questions and answering questions. And as someone who answers a lot of questions, Corey did a great blog post about how people can ask their questions so they're more likely to be answered quickly. So can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit and, and let give people some of the, the best practices when asking questions so they're more likely to get a quick, decisive response? Um, sure. So uh, that blog post came about because uh, um, I saw some really interesting questions start coming up on the community. And um, when I worked in support here at ServiceNow, uh, I would have immediately fired back 15 or 16 questions uh, uh, in the incident to, to get more information from the customer or uh, would have popped into the instance and been able to check stuff out. And on the community where you don't necessarily have that visibility into what's going on in the customer's instance, um, you really need to be upfront about it. And the nature of the community is somebody post a question, they're not necessarily right there ready to give you the answer. Um, especially if you have, uh, you need to dig deep or you need multiple bits of information before you can even start uh, answering the question. So uh, yeah, I wrote up a, a blog post about the sorts of information that you need to include. Um, where you need to ask yourself whether the problem you're having is a server-side problem or if it's a client-side problem. Um, what have you changed recently? How do you reproduce the problem? What do you see and what do you expect to see? Um, like those are really the, the main points. You know, what have you changed recently? How is something going wrong? Because saying something's not working isn't very helpful. Um, there are uh, an infinite number of ways something can't work. So the specific way that it's not working, really important to know. How important is it to include version information? Version, very important, especially <laughs> with how often the, the UI changes or the defaults change. Um, the product is constantly improving. We're changing stuff all the time. We're putting in uh, like new business rules, new features. We change the way stuff works. And just recently, um, knowledge got changed, knowledge base. You know, so if you're having a problem in knowledge base, is it the old knowledge base or is it the new knowledge base? Did you migrate the data? Did you create it from scratch? And getting that information up front um, lets the rest of the community think about the problem that you're having, figure out what could be going wrong, and then start offering solutions. If they have to get that info from you, you're just prolonging the amount of time until you actually get a useful answer. How useful are screenshots when people ask a question? Screenshots uh, can be very important. Um, we, if you're asking a question about something that you're seeing, then show us what you're seeing. Um, likewise, if you're asking a coding question, put your code in there. You know, put your script in there. Um, what have you tried? What what worked? It what didn't work? And where did you get that script from? Uh, a lot of times. People will pull up a, a previous answer that worked for somebody else, copy and paste some code in, and possibly if they don't go through it with a 
find enough comb. They, they could miss changing variable names or something like that. So knowing where the code came from can really help figure out what you're trying to accomplish with it. Uh, seeing it in context lets us actually figure out what the problems with it are. Some of the most amazing uh, discussions I've seen on the community center around a script, when somebody posts the script and other people jump in and they're like, oh, there's your problem right there. You know, and you're like, oh, thank you. And, and those have been some of the most dramatic discussions I've seen out there. And just by posting the script, someone else, another set of eyes on it looks and goes, hey, there's problems right there. That's incredibly helpful. Uh, I, I have posted scripts uh, trying to fix other people's scripts and left in mistakes that then somebody <laughs> else comes around and points out. Uh, so it's, it's very important that, that sharing the actual code that you're having problems with, because otherwise you're relying on people to be psychic. You know, that's kind of tough. That's kind of tough. Bonnie, do you want to jump in with anything here in this conversation about what people can do when they're asking those questions to make it easier to give an answer? Yeah, the, the, what, that's what uh, Corey said. Screenshots are very important, you know, because uh, we, we, we're not going to log into your instances or anything, so we can't see what, what you are saying. It's more of a visualizing uh, what you're telling. It, it, sometimes we might uh, hit the ball uh, in the f first reply itself, like uh, we might have fixed the issues, but, but second, sometimes it might take huge conversations. And it's, it's, al it's always best to add screenshots and how much you can add whatever you want. And also sometimes, since we are working in different time zones, sometimes we might miss your, some of the questions. You know, so it's always good practice to, you know, like tell us like, uh, hey, Mani, hey, Corey, or hey, Pradeep, can you just see this one? Because we're in different time zones. So that when we come to our office, we'll just say, oh, somebody having problem. We might not miss the question, you know, that's also a good, good one. Something to add on that too is definitely if you can provide all the information for the question from the very beginning, and Corey touched on this a little bit, it dramatically can improve the chances you're going to get an answer because the longer it takes for you know the community to help you troubleshoot and figure out what the actual scope of the issue is the you know the longer chance it's going to be that you're actually going to find an answer to your question so if you can provide those screenshots in the original post um, you know what documentation you were looking at include the script I mean how many times have you seen people you know wondering what the heck is wrong when they don't even include the script um, so the more you can include up front from the very first post the better chance you can have getting a full answer as soon as possible that makes searchability uh, better in the future too so somebody else who has the same problem that you have they can come along search find your question actually understand it in context and realize it's the same problem that they have and then they don't have to go through the back and forth getting a solution it's already there it's all it's all there and and you Corey and Bianca both touched on search how important is it for what do you see as the relationship between people searching for an answer first in like the documentation in the product documentation or the knowledge base and maybe finding something but it doesn't have the correct quite the correct answer is it helpful to you when they post a question if they can tell you what documentation they looked at or that they searched first oh yeah um as i mean i'm not a product expert um, but I do attempt to, you know, answer some questions here and there when I can. Uh, and I use a lot of the product documentation, the knowledge base, uh, and the community to try to help do that. Uh, so knowing what the customer or the user has already looked at definitely helps me at least, you know, out 
the things that you know they've already looked at that way i'm not just redundantly saying the exact same things they already looked at and then they come back with oh that's not very helpful I already looked at that so i mean if they let us know that i already looked at this product documentation or this knowledge base article and it wasn't really helpful um, i can kind of see if there's anything that we provide that supplements that so again another thing to put in that initial question is a link to any documentation you looked at that didn't quite fill fill in the gaps enough because that's going to help you or your reaction might be, oh, go look at this product documentation. And then their next response is, I already did that. And, and you're going back and forth. That also helps, uh, it helps figure out context. Um, so I'm not um, a platform developer. You know, I, I do persistence. We did Dev Studio. There are some core parts of the platform that I have pretty deep knowledge on. But quite a lot of the platform I don't get around to. I don't really build stuff in Service Catalog or CMS. Um, so if you have a CMS question and I'm gonna try to tackle it, it helps to know what you're talking about. And the documentation is a good guide for that. Um, you might use a term I don't understand. If you link to the documentation, I can go read about it. And then when I know what it's supposed to be doing, I can actually go to the code and figure out how it works and then hopefully provide a good answer. It helps you in your education as you prepare to answer the question. Exactly. Yeah. So we're, we're talking about the things that people can do to make their questions more answerable. Do you see, other than incomplete information, do you see any other sort of ways that customers make it hard to answer their questions or anything that people do on the community that if they're new to the community? Um, what I see sometimes are very generic questions. You have a, a specific question that you need an answer to, but the wording of it is very generic. Um, or the subject might be, you know, service catalog help. And that's, that's not, that's not very useful. That's pretty big, you know, um, or you might, you might ask a, a question like, how do I create an item? And uh, there's the, the very simple uh, answer to that, you know, you go to this link, you fill out this form. But that's not really what you need the answer to. You're, you're asking the wrong question. Um, I see that come up a lot. And that's when People have to start probing for more information. It's all about that context and trying to really specify what you're trying to accomplish. You know, what's the end goal that you're trying to get to? Because if we know your end goal, we can start pushing you towards it. I think one thing I see a lot, especially for new members on the community, uh, is the frantic need to post the same question several times in several places. Uh, and this gets a bunch of different discussions going, which is great for, you know, whoever the original poster is, because, I mean, if three out of the five they post all have people discussing it, um, it's fantastic for them. But it kind of causes some confusions because it's like, OK, well, I'm seeing the same exact question posted so many times. And they're all saying different things. So which one is actually the correct answer? Uh, so. You know, having that one quality post that is easy to answer definitely makes it a lot easier for our experts to really get in there and help troubleshoot um, or at least point you to the right direction rather than having a million posts going a million places. That all might be a piece of the answer, but it's not all coming exactly. together in, in one place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also to add to that, uh, that, sometimes what I see is like uh, 
people just post a script uh, having problems with that script but actually their goal is not that to fix the script their goal is to, to have some business need so if you just tell us like what exactly you're trying to do here uh, we can maybe that's not the right way we can give another way to fix the issue or to reach your need but I, I see many posts where people actually tell that okay this is my need and these are the three ways i have tried and these are my pros and cons but at the same time sometimes uh, we see some posts where they, they say that i'm having an issue with the script but actually, when once we fix the script, they will tell us like this is not serving my purpose. So instead of like before, only if we see the, what's the purpose, we will at least stop them like you're going in the wrong way or this is the right way. You're going in the right direction. So do like this. That would I, I would also add. So it's better to describe what you need. Yep. And then maybe say these are a couple of angles I'm trying uh, I'm to come trying at it from. Them. What's your expert, expert advice? You're right. Because it's not only us. There are many. Persons in the, all over the world because our product is so big, or uh, tackling one simple uh, business requirement, we can have like multiple number of ways, and we want we would like to get the best of those things. And every every solution has a pros and cons. Yeah, so we've been talking a lot about the discussions, posting questions, posting answers. Um, when do you decide? to take something from a discussion and turn it into a blog post? Or, or, or are you two mostly focusing on answering the questions? Um, for me to write a blog post, it has to be something I've seen a lot and it bothers me <laughs> <laughs> or something that I feel really strongly about because there's a lot of time commitment involved in that. Probably not enough given the amount of typos um, that seem to be present even after editing. Um, but, you know, I'll spend half a day or something on it. And that, that can be a long time. So it has to be something uh, I feel strongly about. So when you're seeing a pattern? Yeah. You think? A, a pattern or somebody um, maybe promoting a, a methodology that's harmful or um, outdated, you know, I, Want, want to get in there and or something uh somebody talking about part of the platform that i wrote and i just really want to get out there and talk about it like dev studio so that's what does it for me yeah yeah there, there, there should be some blog post for uh, you know like whenever we upgrade to newer versions like since our community is so large we can see some cool solutions which work in lower versions but might not work in new versions because we, we might have changed the back end of how it works so sometimes uh, because we as i'm in support i see a lot of issues when people upgrade to lower versions to newer versions and they take something granted like this will work like this it will change but while we evaluate while we have new functionalities or because of some known bugs we might we want to fix them for the customer itself so those might be changing so people might use that one because it's it's in the community, so it's uh, people use. So, but it it might be not useful when they go to upgrade. So we we'll need to we'll do some blog posts or we we'll, we'll do some KB articles for those ones. Like whenever you upgrade to Geneva or whenever you upgrade to Helsinki, be sure. Yeah, the new release always brings a lot of new content across the board in in all forms. Uh, when you're answering questions in the community and and 
you can also touch on both of you have a lot of points because you answer a lot of, of questions in the community and you you do a great job but but we need everybody in the community answering questions so it doesn't fall all on on your shoulders can you take us through your process a little bit when you when you see when you go on the community and you see the latest questions that are posted but not answered yet um do you grab what you know do you grab what you may have seen a kb article written about recently you know kind of what's your process when you jump in there and say okay it's my community time i'm going to jump in there i'm going to see how i can help people what are some of your tricks for jumping in there and doing what you do uh, some of the tricks are like uh, people post in different uh, areas like service catalog because i'm a support uh, developer in automation so i deal mostly with discovery and uh, service catalog and workflows so i will i will try to solve those issues first because most of the issues i see i see in my daily life in my day-to-day -day work the debugging techniques whenever i see this this issue I, there are like two things which might commonly happen so I, I will try to tackle them first some of them maybe we need to do some investigation like i need to do something in my developer instance to see how it actually works most of them I see those questions in developer community to see how it works and everything. So I, we may spend some time for that one. It might take some time for us, but so that's why I will try to tackle those having, uh, you know, having their issues which are in production so that they can get the business running. We will try to solve as much as in the community. Otherwise, I try, I tend to tell, tell them that it's really affecting your business. Just open an incident with us. We'll look into you. That's how I do. Uh, I used to just hang out in the developer community because that was mostly um, script issues that are not easy to answer but more in my wheelhouse. Um, and then I discovered the welcome page with just all the questions um, uh, from newest to oldest and you can filter on unanswered or um, unreplied and get in there early before like Pradeep has a chance to grab <laughs> it and answer it because that guy's prolific. Um, and I, I just, I look for anything that I think I have a reasonable chance of giving a good answer to quickly. So anything that's core platform, uh, anything scoped application, I, I pick those up and, and try to answer them quickly. But then I also think like, I don't really know much about that. I'd like to learn. So I'll grab a, a question that seems like it might send me down a rabbit hole and then I'll try to answer it. Um, I think the favorite answer that I had last year was one where I just picked up a question about a UI macro and I had no idea how that particular part of the platform worked and just read out a really long answer of everything that I was doing as I was doing it. And uh, turned out the answer was really simple and uh, right where I started at. But it was really great getting down into that part of the system. So sometimes I grab those. You anticipated one of my questions. I was going to ask both of you, is there a favorite question you answered or a favorite thread that you were a part of? Maybe it started as one thing and turned into another, but there were a lot of, or there were a lot of people on the thread. Uh, so that one, it ended up uh, while I was answering the question, while I was going through all of the processes of trying to figure out how to answer this question, um, there, it generated uh, some discussion on the side, um, but I was busy, you know, I was just, 
oh, here's this, so this is what I'm gonna go look at. I don't really know what that is, so let me go to the documentation. Here's the, the documentation that I found, and, and I just found that writing that all out was a, a fun way to show how I answer a question that I've, I've never seen before. So that one's my favorite, because I think it, it best shows the thought process of, of how to answer a question. And that was when you jumped in where it was a subject you weren't very familiar with. Yes, exactly. It was, yeah. it was one of those ones that I, I really wasn't sure where I was going to end up. Um, and I think it worked out. Manny, do you have a favorite conversation or any memorable threads? Uh, nothing. So since I come from a support world, my favorite one is like, um, so we, I, I worked on a thread where people, I think the user has uh, upgraded to Geneva initially. And it's like control availability, but uh, he has got some uh, really weird issue. Since we did not have instant, but we went back and forth, and it, it it turned out to be a product bug. So before itself, we I, I just told all my my support team members, this is a, like a weird product bug which you can face the issue, because it's, it's like a one in a out situation, but still it people because after that I see like maybe like fifteen to twenty incidents on that, and we we knocked out like that. So that's a that's a very good one. And and you do I think when you spend time in the community you do get sort of strangely attached to certain people. You recognize certain names and certain people that you know have certain specialties, and you're like, oh, so and so's jumping in on this, or oh, so and so's jumping in on this. So it does form a community, even if you don't. Yeah, like but for some of the questions when I see if I see like uh, ten replies to uh, to that one, I really don't spend time on that one because I already see some experts working on that one. It's really not me. <laughs> it's already experts are working on that one. I don't. They really don't need me. So I jump on another question. So we all share that bond. That one's covered. So and so's working on that, and then then you can go on. But you start to get to know the personalities on the community and and who has specialties and and who's asking what. I think that's really interesting when you spend a lot of time in there and and it's people you might never meet in person but you start to know the personalities or you see them at a service now event and you're like i know everything about you but only <laughs> from the community but only from the community <laughs> i've answered like 10 of your questions <laughs> at a at a user group or at the conference that can definitely happen um i want to go to back to bianca for a minute um because you've been with the community a long time and, and sort of have the big picture on it, can you talk a little bit about any community do's and don'ts or any etiquette that you have seen that, that works well over these years? Um, how to be a good citizen on the community. How to be a good citizen <laughs> on the community. I mean, really the same rules in life apply to the community. Uh, I mean, the internet can be a pretty cutthroat place. Uh, so I think there is a need to be upfront. Um, and, you know, if you need more information on a question, tell them you need more information on a question. Uh, but obviously don't be rude about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, in terms of do's and don'ts, be nice. Uh, not everybody is an expert. Uh, so when you're responding to somebody, it's really important to think about, you know, not everybody is as smart as you or not everybody has been developing on the platform as long as you have. Uh, and so, I mean, just rules of the land. Patience. Be, be, <laughs> patience. Be nice. Be friendly. Um, you know, offer your hand if you can, if you can help. Um, and if you can't, then there's no need to tell somebody that they have a dumb question or anything. Just, 
you know, leave it there, maybe ask for more information for the next person who maybe might be able to clarify. Um, in terms of dues, I do want to encourage everybody to fill out their profile. Uh, there are so many floating heads on the community that are just like the Facebook silhouettes. Uh, I think it's so great when, you know, I can go and see somebody's profile picture, um, as well as, you know, the products that they're using, uh, as well as any specialties that they might have in their profile, uh, just because it gives it a little bit more personality. Uh, and I feel like I'm actually working with another human being as opposed to a Facebook silhouette. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> so profile is definitely a do for me. Being nice is definitely a do for me. Uh, don't be mean and uh, just be helpful because not everybody is as smart as you and not, or as experienced or with as the product exactly or as experienced as the product and i see a lot of people start a start off a question with service now newbie here and i'm like as you don't have to say that it's okay we're not going to judge you um we're an open we're an open community we just want to help uh you know, get you an answer as fast as you can, or at least use whatever question you have as, you know, a little Tinder to maybe start a knowledge base article, uh, write a known error, maybe write a blog post. I mean, who knows, your question could potentially help us, you know, fill those gaps. So ServiceNow newbies, we appreciate you as well. Um, Corey and Manny, are, are you seeing in the questions you answer, do you see more newbie questions or do you see more experienced, very specific questions or do you really see a wide range there's, out there? There's a full range. Uh, there are definitely some incredibly experienced people with really nuanced problems. Um, there are beginners who don't quite know how to formulate the, the question that they're seeking the answer to or, or uh, really just need um, a link to decent documentation about what they're already trying to accomplish. Um, I've seen the full range and uh, you can just go look at the new stuff that gets posted every day and you'll experience that. There's a, there's a whole range in there. And there's room for everyone from the newbies. Absolutely. All the way to the, to the very experienced folks. Oh yeah, uh, I almost, I like the newbie questions, the, the simpler ones because uh, those uh, those other folks, you can end up spending several hours trying to track down uh, some really complex issue. Um, don't always have time for that. So, yeah, put, ask ask away. You know, whatever questions you've got, somebody's there to answer them or to give a stab. Absolutely. I want to ask each of you if you have a favorite tip or trick in the community. I know what Bianca's is because she shared it with me a couple weeks ago and it completely changed the way I use the community. Thank you. So Bianca, I'll throw it to you first, but Manny and Corey, I think if you have a, a little tip or a, a trick or something in the, in the community to, to share with folks. So I work with a lot of our technical support engineers um, to help them, you know, use the community better to create content. Uh, with that, I find a lot of people don't exactly know how to find all content across the community. So Corey mentioned uh, using the front page to see, you know, the, the recent stuff. Uh, a lot of people like to go to the different sections and search, you know, based off of, you know, the products that they know about. Uh, but for the different TSCs that I work with, you know, they can, they want to look at everything. Uh, so the biggest tip that I've found is like changes people's world is the ability to see all content regardless of space regardless of topic um, that gives you the ability to sort 
uh, you know, by the different content types, as well as filtering by date, creation, activity, uh, all that. And that's if you go to click on your profile up in the top right, click on your content, and it was kind of backwards to think, click on your content in order to see all content. Um, but then on the left sidebar, there's actually a little button that says all. You click all and you can sort through all the content on the community and filter it as you see fit, as well as if you're looking for specific keywords, you can enter those in. If you're looking for uh, a tag, you can also enter that in there, where some of the other search bars across the community don't give you that, um, this method does. And so if you're like me and you're constantly farming content from the community to see what you can create from it. This view has been ridiculously helpful. I use it all the time now. Thank you, Bianca. Anytime. Monty, do you have a tip for us? Yeah, so we we all answer our questions in our community and uh, people like many people sometimes like they answer uh, real good questions and they don't get the credit like because we for, sometimes forget to mark them as answered. But uh, so th I, I see uh, somebody like having like in their signature saying that if, uh, if the answer helps you, just please mark it as helpful or answered. So I think that's very useful for uh, people who are posting questions because we, we tend to forget about, uh, okay, we need to answer it. If it's a newbie, they don't know that, oh, we need to mark it as. It's not like it's a compulsion. It's like giving credit to the people who are answering you, you know. So that's a good good one. Like have, have something in your signature saying that if, if the answer is uh, good for you, just mark it as answered or helpful that is that is a great tip yeah that is because that's that's why so many people are there is to ask a question and get help and then get recognized for providing that help and it's all like you said it's not competitive it's a very friendly sort of supportive atmosphere but yes market is helpful market is as answered that's good Corey, any tip for us i actually i, I do find it competitive oh you do <laughs> okay <laughs> Uh, Corey wants the points. Yeah, yeah, I like pointing out when I pass one of my friends and uh, and points. Good. So, um, tips. Yeah, formulate your questions to the best of your ability. That's it. That's it. Ask good questions, and and that doesn't mean ask complex questions or ask smart questions or anything. Just ask a good question. Know what you want to achieve. Explain it ask for help. That's it. Excellent. Well, thank you all. Thank you, Bianca. Thank you, Manny. Thank you, Corey. Um, the, there will be representatives of the community at the Knowledge Conference this year. I can't guarantee that it'll be one of these three folks sitting here with me, but there will be people from the community there. And I encourage anyone that is active on the community to go to the conference and find some of the other people that help you with your daily work and that you interact with and find them live and in person because that's going to make the ServiceNow community in person and online stronger and bigger. And also, of course, as always, for more information, you can consult our product documentation or the ServiceNow knowledge base. And always, you can post a question in the community. So thank you. This has been another episode of ServiceNow Tech Bytes.